Welcome to Split, the After Ever After podcast. I am Jennifer Sanders. I'm a family law mediator and I'm joined by Ashley Wood. I'm a certified divorce coach. Hello. Yes. Hello. So we are going to talk about you this week. <laughs> Here I am. So yeah, we have done a lot. I think we try to talk a lot about the professionals that people can access yeah. when they're going through a separation or divorce. And I think that's so important. People do sort of feel alone. And often, I don't know, when I take those consultation calls, a lot of times start with something like, this just happened to me. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. I'm just looking for info, right? Yeah. Um, and so I, yeah, I think it's really important for you to just describe um, about your role as a divorce coach, what it is, because I think I run into this about mediation and mediators, and we have another episode about this, and people even have misconception about lawyers, but I think even more so about a divorce coach. Yeah, right? for sure. I mean, when I talk to people, um, friends or family, whatever, uh, who have been through a divorce already, and I tell them just a few short sentences of what I do, that oh my God, I could have used you. Oh, yeah. I, you know, you would have totally changed the whole process. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad to see that coaching is growing and that there's more awareness. But um, I think there's a misconception that a coach is somebody who is going to give you all the advice you need, all the answers to your problems. Okay, right. Similar to like if you've never been to therapy before and then you go to see a therapist and you want all the answers to these questions, but right. it's really the you know professional helping you to self-discover what right. the best choice for you is right um and i love that part about coaching first of all because it it takes a lot of responsibility on my shoulders and yes, that i don't right. have to have all the yeah. answers um because everyone's so different right like yeah. how would you know and you can't get someone's whole backstory and what their kids needs are and like all this stuff yeah. yeah for you to be able to do that i say to people all the time particularly when they're parents you know your kids better than mm -hmm. anybody else yeah. um and that's not to say that you shouldn't be making informed choices and working with you know someone who specializes in child development and getting legal advice and mm -hmm. and making informed choices but at the end of the day when something doesn't sit right, you need to advocate for yourself. And that's right. a big part of what I do as a coach is helping clients get really clear on what their goals are, what's important to right. them, who they are when they're their best self, who they are when they are not being their best self. And then, um, you know, calling that to their attention throughout the process when they're feeling yeah. stuck and when they're feeling uncertain kind of shining a light in all the dark spots yeah. um because and we've said this so many times on the show one of the biggest mistakes that i see people make during the process or when they come to me if things have already started to unravel a bit is that they're making these long-term decisions based on very yeah. short-term emotions they they're working with feelings not with facts and right. often they regret the choices that they make when they do that Right. Okay. So what kind of calls are you getting from people? Are they coming to you similar, similar, like I sort of just described, like they mm -hmm. have no idea. They're just in a place where they don't know which end is up. And... Uh, yeah. So that does describe many of the clients that I work with. About 50% yeah. have already started the divorce process. Okay. Um, typically very early stages. Okay. Um, 
and they sound very much like how you describe clients in the beginning right. so they're very overwhelmed they're super scared about you know what if this happens or what if that happens um, if they're parents, they're really concerned about the potential impact of divorce on their kids. They don't know how to talk to them about it. They're worried about parenting time and custody and, you know, he wants custody or she thinks she's getting all the custody. They don't even right. really know what that means. Right. Yeah. Um, and then their next question is like, should I be lawyering up? And yeah. they're not aware of all of the options that are available to them. And maybe working with an attorney is the best option. But before you make that choice, it's really important to be aware of all of the options that are available to you and to be clear on how you want to go through this process, who your ex is, what's most important right. to you. Right. So, okay, so break it down for people. So if someone calls you, mm -hmm. what does the process look like? If they call you, they have a consultation, they decide they wanna work with you, how does that kind of start? What sort of things do you start to work on with them? So depending on where they are in the process, we'll choose um, a package with a certain number of sessions. So somebody who's okay. already divorced or very close to finalizing things will probably just want to work with me for the purposes of co-parenting through conflict. Got it. Um, establishing boundaries, learning how to communicate effectively, talking to their kids, helping them transition to all of these big changes. So mm -hmm. we'd probably really book about three to four sessions in that okay. case. Um, someone who is trying to decide whether they should stay or go, or that's very early on in the process, then we're going to probably commit to uh, uh, more sessions. So like six sessions at least just just right. to begin with okay. and then we work session to session and i'm available to clients in between that which is really popular yeah um and i find is very helpful in keeping people from being reactive uh, not right. being reactive and responding instead so if they get a text or an email from their ex or maybe an email from their attorney and it's they can they know that they're activated because during session we talked about how do you know if you're activated, oh, right? Yeah. And so I'll get a text like, my heart is racing, my palms are sweaty, I'm oh, about to lose amazing. it. Yeah. Um, I think this is what I should say. Can I just send you like a screenshot of what I was thinking? You know, we'll go through it. I'll ask some questions to clarify, like, you know, you said it like this. <laughs> Maybe take <laughs> is out that... the like, <laughs> Yeah, let's... yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but all by like questioning. I, you know, at the very right. end of the interaction, I will say, um, if I think that they haven't discovered, you know, one missing thing or maybe right, two things, I right. will ask them, do you want my, my advice yeah, yeah, or, or what I would change? And then we go through that. But typically, yeah, in like 10 or 15 minutes over text or an email, bing, bang, boom, we're, we're good to go. And I just think about when I went through the process and when I wasn't working with the therapist slash coach, like that would have been an all night thing I'd be oh, up worrying about, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so I think this is amazing because I, I know when you first told me you were doing this, I didn't realize that was a service. So literally yeah. if someone, because <laughs> I can save so many people, because uh, I see this, my clients come to me, right? I'll ask like in between sessions, how did things go? And it's like, well, you know, we got on the phone or we said, yeah. yeah. So someone literally, if there's an issue and they want to email back or they received an email or it's a phone call, whatever mm -hmm. fight is happening. Mm -hmm you will literally go through the communication with them yep. and help to figure out a better response or what they could do, or even just 
kind of slow it down to calm them down or gives them like a, someone a vent to. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I do get that. I find early on when we're just developing tools and strategies, for instance, Biff, yep. you know, responding yep. brief, informative, friendly firm. That's a big one that we yep. will work on. I work on that with pretty much every single client, even if there are no children involved. Um, and so while we're developing that skill, then we will talk a lot about, you know, going through their message and making sure that it's we've hit all the points and, mm -hmm. and it's, you know, facts, not feelings and all of that. Yeah. But then later on in the process, it's more, I feel confident in what I have to send. I just need to tell somebody <laughs> that I am so revved up right now oh, i'm so yeah. disappointed i yeah. just you don't even have to say anything i just i know you understand because you know all the backstory and you've been through it yourself i just need to say this in a safe space that's huge and i need it to be validated and they're yeah. they're not saying i need this to be validated but that's what i know that they need that's really important because i know i mean myself <laughs> because <laughs> like hazard good hazard of the job but yeah i constantly i say to people you go through my communications with high conflict people in my life with like a fine tooth comb, right? It's yeah. always biff, respectful, <laughs> kind, no, nothing nasty. But that also gets tiring after a oh, while it's exhausting. because you do feel like you're accepting the person's BS constantly. Mm -hmm. So I can see that being super helpful that you're getting, you know what you need to put out there, but you're getting the validation from you and they can vent and they've got someone like in their corner. Yeah. And yeah. then the other side to that in managing the stress and building resiliency is having someone to keep you accountable for things like self-care. Oh, so we'll talk really about funny. that in the beginning, like not yeah. just, okay, who are you when you're, you're being your best self and what helps you stay your, be your best self. Okay. So I want you to like, yeah, break this down. So what kind of, what would that look like in a call? Like what might someone say? What kind of questions might you ask about that? Cause I think yeah. that's super important. So this is called the best self exercise. I do okay. this in my first session with everybody and I'll ask some questions. Like, I want you to think about somebody who you really respect in your life that yeah. you maybe aspire to be, or you're really close with and you just think they're you know, the bee's knees yeah. and describe this person to me. And then they'll describe, you know, five to 10 characteristics. And then, okay, can you think of a time when you were acting yeah. the same way? Yeah. Okay, great. So we've already, we've already acknowledged that you are a great person. You have the ability yeah. to be all of these things. What uh, can we describe you when you're being the opposite of those things? Right. And what triggers you to become that way? What is your reaction to any kind of, um, upsetting event is it fight flight or freeze right. and so i'm your accountability partner and ensuring that you are doing self-care and doing the things that you've told me work for you to right. keep you because what works for me might not work for you or that's for a, a client point. and yeah. i think that yeah. that's where like a coach is really helpful in that it's self-discovery and it's listening to what the what the client says is best for them. for them like asking them questions to to test that but really trusting the client trusting their process yeah. because i find that um like this is where a coach can be really helpful in working with a client who also has an attorney an attorney will give a client really good advice yeah. but the client is resistant to it because they're in such an emotionally charged state 
that they're not able to think big picture. They're not their best self. They're the opposite of that right now. So they're not, they're not receptive to that advice. And that's where the coach steps in with, you know, questioning and exercises like this that help them see like, okay, we need to like, you're up here. You need to be down here. And then, and then we're going to talk about this. And if you're still not sure once we're here, then let's talk about what you think is best. And let's see, are there any assumptions being made? Who have you checked? um, You know, who else have you spoken with about this? What other professionals? What questions do you have? Um, So that's kind of, that's what helps keep people on the path to yeah their goals. that's so important because i see it too like when people clients will often start a mediation like okay you know we're raring to go i know mm-hmm. i gotta do this but i i often see by the end like they're not their best self like they're, yeah they're tired they're exhausted and often i feel like i'm sort of propping them up to make sure that they're making informed decisions make sure because yep. if i don't a lot of times they'll just be like yep do whatever they I throw I in just, the towel I just right yeah exactly yeah which is not a place to be making life altering decisions. Um, So, because yeah, I think it is one of the most, maybe the most stressful thing that you'll go through in your life. Yeah, I think that self-care is really important. And you don't, I say this about mental health, when when you're in it, you Mm -hmm. don't know, like you you think you're okay. So Mm -hmm. just sort of asking a flippant question, how are you doing, are you fine? Like. I think it takes that time and those probing questions for someone to realize, actually, I'm really not doing very well. Most calls will start like this, like even somebody who I've been working with for a while. Hey, like, how are you? What's been going on? Oh, I'm fine. The classic. I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Three minutes in crying, bawling, right? And it's okay. It's a safe place to do it. And this is, you know, this is the place to cry. Um, But yeah, like you said, you're you're almost because you're just kind of head down, like, You have you're you're playing so many roles. You've got your job, your your parenting. If you have kids, you've got other family members who are also very traumatized by what's going yes, on. Yes, right. You're you, managing other people's emotions too. Yeah, and yeah. then your support system is at an all time low as well because yeah. you've lost maybe some in laws and mutual friends, and maybe you're not going to church because it's awkward like there's so many there's so much loss and um stress involved in this whole process people can go inward a lot i think right i see a lot of clients and i'm always cringe and they say oh we haven't told anyone Mm -hmm. and it's like okay so that means you have nobody yeah a secret from all the important people in your life so yeah people just kind of go yeah inward sometimes and that's something that i will work on with clients as well like setting boundaries is huge and it's not all always just setting boundaries with yourself or with your ex. Often it's mm-hmm. with other family members right. and close friends yep. who want to help, but are maybe just bashing your ex, which mm-hmm. can feel really great in the moment. And then you go home and you're like, wow, I'm even more exhausted. And now I'm super pissed off. I'm even yeah. more mad than I was before. My... And I still got a co-parent with this. And I still got, so yeah. I'm like, I don't, it doesn't help me to bash him. Yeah. yeah. I gotta go be amicable in mediation. Or exactly. Yeah, so yeah. kind of going back to like, okay, Okay, what are your needs? What do yeah. you need to be your best self? Okay, well, you need to communicate that in a friendly, respectful way to maybe your parents or a sibling. Hey, right. I know you're saying this with love and you're worried about me. This is what I need from you. Right. We need to just go grab coffee and talk about your problems. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you touched on a little bit how, like, just briefly how it would work with an attorney. But if someone, if they're already in the process and 
they're either working with attorneys or they're working maybe both together with one mediator like yeah where would your role kind of come in there so um i think that a coach can work really well with either an attorney and or a mediator and mm -hmm. i know that we are now offering a package together yeah. which we will get into either later or another episode entirely yeah um but one of the where i see problems with clients who are just coming to me um they've already the process has already begun they've, they've worked they've been working with an attorney for a few months and they'll say something like you know i feel like we're not getting anywhere i've spent all this time and money i've spent you know right. typically around twenty five thousand dollars already over the span of five to eight months and i'm not really satisfied with the results i don't feel like they're really listening to me and it's not always the attorney's fault because that attorney mm -hmm. has now been like you've been using them as your therapist yes. you've been using yeah. them as your coach when really you should just be using them as your attorney yep. and i think some attorneys enjoyed like playing the role of all three but i think more just kind of tolerate it and then it causes a really big problem with billing and just the overall level of like satisfaction mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so yeah and then so i think the coach is better suited to help the client manage their emotions and right. get out of what we call like the story of their divorce and yeah. focus on the business of divorce so just go being able to go into those sessions with the like focused focused boring. organized um okay, you yeah. are a with whatever divorce professional you're working with whether it's your mediator um or you're going to meet with the realtor or like um, our last episode a cdfa um, mortgage broker you are a credible client you're mm -hmm. focused you are coming in with reasonable expectations you have questions that you know makes sense to right. whatever you're talking about you've got your notes and you're more prepared to hear bad or uncomfortable news oh, that's you're not going one. to become an emotional puddle and then waste the remaining 30 minutes of your session crying <laughs> and i'm like seriously i yeah. mean i did that yeah i spent half of of our session with my attorney and i mean just yeah like she still got to bill me just, well, but <laughs> I know. just reeling from news i know yeah or things that can go back and forth like i've seen clients come to me and they're not focused about what they want so they're going back and forth through lawyers about like a life insurance issue mm -hmm. and it's mostly because they don't really understand the issue and then someone didn't collect the proper paperwork and then it was like it was all something that could have been handled right away yeah but literally probably cost them thousands in billing of for course two lawyers right and yeah it's just because like you said they weren't organized mm -hmm. and didn't know what they really needed and what they wanted yeah um exactly that happens all the time and then also people are in a rush they most of the time yeah they yeah. like my job as a coach is to slow you down if yeah. i see that you are you know straying um and making these rash decisions because if the client is telling the attorney, like, I want to push things along, we sent an offer five weeks ago, like it's been five weeks, right. I know in my mind, okay, well, that's not long at all. Right. But I mean, the attorney is not necessarily doing the wrong thing by saying something like, okay, well, we could file a motion and we could still resolve this out of court, yeah. but maybe that will just kick them into action. And I know as a coach that the X is super high conflict and that is going to yeah. cause a big fight. And it's also if the client's coming to me saying like, I got to get this going because I've already spent 30K. Well, how much yeah. are you going to spend now? 
Yeah. If this small decision, seemingly small decision, then puts everything that you've been working towards, it, yeah. it pushes it off the rails. And the other thing too is like, why are you rushing? Is there something that is tr that is really unlivable right now that you need to go and file this motion? Mm -hmm. Or are you just feeling the discomfort of the weight? And mm -hmm. then if that's the case, how do we need to get you back to your best self? Right. What, what can what, you do to yeah. manage that? Yeah. 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 Uh, the time frame is is such a big, I think I, I had told you we were chatting that, yeah, I had a client who was saying, this is taking forever. It's been a month yeah. <laughs> since they started, right? And I'm thinking- Been together uh, 20 years. Yeah, just, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's a great thing instead of just saying to the person, no, it's not. That's not a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Asking, yeah. Mm -hmm. What is it about? What do you need here? And sometimes there is outside pressure from- new partner or it's financial yeah. or it's something else that could be mitigated mm -hmm. yeah because it's not going to serve their purposes timing is such a big issue i think yeah yeah big yeah one. so you and i have begun working together with clients mm -hmm. and and bringing you in just for this reason that i had started to notice that with mediation i do have some one-on-one -on -one time with clients but there's so much that happens in between those sessions yeah and it also can get muddled once we're in mediation so the mediation process starts with individual meetings but once we get into mediation i really like to avoid those separate meetings because a lot of misunderstandings can happen and if one person hears that you know i spent longer talking to the other person right. like it can be hard so i like to focus on those joint mediation sessions with both of them. Mm -hmm. So having you as a resource, like maybe I'll let you speak to that, how you can work with people in between when the conflict comes up or in particular, when we get to that stage that, okay, now it's time to start making choices mm -hmm. about your financials. Are you gonna sell the house? Or we're in the nitty gritty of the parenting plan right now. Yeah. Or the session didn't end that great. We're mm -hmm. in it, but you know, he said this bonehead thing, or yeah. I thought she would do this and she didn't. But now they have to co-parent for three weeks yeah. before the next session. Absolutely. So um, what I love about our package is that they're obviously getting a lot of conflict coaching, even in session with you. But yeah. then, yeah, you're right. If things are super contentious in a session, maybe it doesn't end on the best note or you're having to take a time out, but then they still need to see each other yeah. maybe even later that day yes. for an exchange. Yeah. So this is where continued support will really help and just one-on-one. -on -one. And so a few things here. Number one, I think that there is often, like both people can be really struggling, obviously, mm -hmm. but particularly maybe one person more than the other sometimes yeah, like I depending on where they are in the grief process who left who yeah. if there was infidelity like sometimes there's just all of these really kind of emotional pieces that again are just getting in the way of making good decisions yeah. so helping that person recognize when that is coming up when the issue is not the issue yeah if that makes sense yeah, um and then avoiding conflict when things are really high and you're not going to be able to address this stuff until next session having someone like me to remind you of that yeah listen i know this is really important but as you've said your primary focus is the kids yeah. and if you bring this up or if they bring it up and you choose to engage in it because you can't control what they're going to do, but you can always right. control what you're going to do and yeah. speaking to both of them this way, 
Um, is that going to be making a child-centered decision at right. that point? How are is you going to be goal? making them feel and then setting boundaries? Like, I think boundaries are just so important. You know, are you, if you're texting, do you need to be texting? Yes. Yeah. Does it need to happen? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then if something comes up where you do need to communicate it, maybe mediation went really well, but then that one email about mm-hmm. you didn't pack whatever, or you sent back all dirty clothes yet again thank you you are a selfish (laughs) asshole this is just you know insert yeah Yeah. i was gonna do this next session but you know obviously you haven't made any changes and whatever whatever so yeah kind of being the gatekeeper yes yeah which which honestly saves you like literally having that service i have seen like can save you yeah out of court saves your co-parenting saves your kids yeah so much and i think that the other really important piece is that when you do have that person especially i do see it in the person that you know maybe hasn't had as much time to process be they were the one that was left right Mm -hmm. or it wasn't really their decision Mm -hmm. as much as i try to give them time in mediation eventually they are going to have to make choices yeah so i've seen this with clients several times where i can see despite the financial pro we bring in and everything they they're not really sure whether they should keep the house or mm-hmm. they don't really know what kind of parenting schedule they want. And I think having you there outside of the sessions, they can yeah. they can talk that out for several hours if they if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. So I yeah. think it's it's not necessarily that one person maybe needs more support than the other. It's that maybe one person needs help slowing down yeah. and the other person needs help moving things along um, but not making both parties not making mistakes along the way and showing up as a again a credible client and if you're seeing that like the other person really wants something and you're not prepared to give it what else what other chips do you have to play with like that's really important and being mindful of that and really thinking that through so that when you go to mediation you're in the zone yeah you've got your game face on yeah you're you're ready to go and again like even just working through that having those conversations i also do a lot of role play with with clients um and that's helpful too like sometimes just having someone to at first get it all out what you're not gonna say and then go through again okay no this is what i'm gonna say and and you're just more confident and when you're more confident you're less likely to lose your shit (laughs) well and it really i mean this is going off a tangent a little bit but doing something like that role-playing with the at well so i'm assuming you're the ex and then you're gonna yeah yeah. well and i'll (laughs) i'll do it yeah i'll do it both ways but yeah yeah it kind of it goes along even with like behavioral therapy principles right because you're Mm -hmm. kind of it's like exposure therapy like you know that person is such a trigger yep so going through it with you ahead of time it kind of desensitizes you a little bit so when you get into mediation you're like prepared you can take it more absolutely so that's you know expanding your own self-awareness of your own triggers and being mindful but also stepping into your ex's shoes and maybe having a little bit of empathy for what they're up against and maybe the tools and skills that your ex soon to be ex has like they maybe acting like a jerk but maybe it's not because they don't care about your kids or they don't care Mm -hmm. about you maybe they just right now at this time in their life particularly at this time when things are so explosive and emotional Mm -hmm. 
they're just not able like you're gonna have to do a little bit more yeah. work yeah and i think that's the case for a lot of couples yeah it's giving each other a little bit of grace right giving yeah each other a little bit of yeah a little bit of breathing room yeah well obviously we're biased but yeah. i think this <laughs> package makes so much sense yeah. and i don't think there's a lot of people doing it and mm-hmm. i think that if you're someone going like facing a separation or you're in already one, maybe that's already high conflict. Yeah. It's cost you a lot. Like I just, there's so much here for helping families, helping kids. Like this is the way that mm-hmm. you can get through things peacefully. And I think that sometimes people, um, a lot of things they, they don't, they want to get through it quickly. Yeah. So the thought of having to kind of slow down and speak with different professionals, like sometimes, well, I'm, I'm paying the mediator and then I, I got a divorce coach. I got to pay the financial, yeah. but really when you look at the cost, it's so minimal. It really it's is. Like our cost is like less than one retainer fee. It really to is. A lawyer, right? Yeah. And the amount that it can save you and what I feel passionate about, and I know you do too, mm-hmm. is how much it's actually like training people to know how to co-parent too. Absolutely. Like setting you up for the future. So we've talked about so much that went not all lawyers, but in a conflict situation, yeah, you're going to get that agreement, but then you're left with a mess. And Yeah, and maybe like an agreement that doesn't even right. really make sense on the day-to-day. I yeah. love that you, that's how you operate with clients is, okay, you want this, you want this. Let's talk about what the day looks like for the kids. Yeah. Let's talk about what this day even looks like for you. Is this right. quality time, um, like quality versus quantity of time? Yeah, it I think, even make sense. Like what a, that's amazing because you're not, I mean, on any given day, those things would probably come to mind. But when right. you're going through this, you're not thinking that no, you're just you're thinking not. like 60 40 we need 50 50 yeah fine we'll <laughs> yeah. cut it in half no I know I know so that's yeah it, it takes time to piece through it a little bit and put something together that makes sense and time to work with you and time to but I mean the benefit to me is just so mind-blowing and yeah. people really do come out in a healthier place mm-hmm. and I mean to co-parent to move on to your next new partner like yeah. all of those things right so I just I think it's an amazing partnership and I think just the resources there for people to feel supported on the um, sort of mental health side of it, but then the practical side of getting their finances together, getting their paperwork, like being able to get things done. And I I also think there's this other um, problem that I see sometimes with clients. They've hired an amazing attorney who's Mm -hmm. doing a wonderful rock star job but their ex's attorney is like one of these shark attorneys (laughs) and is causing a lot of conflict. It's not even the, like my client and their ex, it's the other professional. Like if you have an attorney that's just adversarial. Yeah, it's It's really tough. It's a tough one. Um, So I think that's just another benefit to mediation. Although somebody might be a little bit nervous to be working these things out face to face like in the same room first of all it's over zoom which i think is great that makes people feel a bit more comfortable Mm -hmm. but working together and it's not you know such a game of telephone in a way or you're just like you're eliminating other players who are bringing their own biases yeah it's just yeah you just deal with it right there yeah Yeah, there's some like not a miscommunication and, and all of that Okay, so 
so we're obviously everyone should just hire you as the only best divorce <laughs> Thank coach, you. but yeah. if they're not, um, and we are based in Ontario, I know you can service clients anywhere, North anywhere, America, right? yep. as long as they speak English, because that's right? the language I'm limited to. So that's yeah, typically anywhere yeah. in the world, really. But, yeah. yeah. And then you and I both, when we're working together, mm -hmm. I just service clients in Ontario. So yep. we do a package in Ontario. So what should people look for in a divorce coach? Like what would be some things that they should look for in hiring one? So the training that I went through, um, CDC, Certified Divorce Coaching Intensive, they are the only program that is recognized by the American Bar Association. Oh, okay. So that's something that is really important to look for. There's another program um, that I think is somewhat similar. And then you get the credential as like a divorce specialist. I don't know much about that. I just know that the program that I went through, they are recognized. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I would recommend that you look for if you're doing like a Google search. Also really think about what's important to you and who your ex is, what the problems are, and then choose someone who specializes in that area. Right. So if co-parenting is a big deal to you, then make sure that you're choosing somebody who does a lot of like conflict coaching for co-parents um, and is going to be able to help you navigate conversations with your kids or yeah. deal with things like bad mouthing, like we've talked in um, mm -hmm. previous episodes. And then if you're unsure and it doesn't feel like you're clicking during that consultation, right then either write down the questions you have afterwards and send a follow-up email or do a consultation with somebody else. else similar yeah. advice that i would really give for um anybody considering any professional for this process and building their team um yeah okay so where we always have show notes so yeah. your links are always there yep. do you want you have a website now though too right? yep so ashleywooddivorcecoach.com yep. um and that's I think always linked in the show notes, but uh, the so you can learn more about my services on the website, but um, I share a lot of um, like you a lot of free resources and yeah. information on social media. I'm on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I feel like we always have, that's how I always say it too. Yeah. Oh, I'm on TikTok. And clients too. I'll be like, okay, how did you come across me? Oh, on, on TikTok. They're kind of like embarrassed it's to like say it. It's like dirty little yeah, secret. No I know. Has, yeah, we're all on it. Yeah. Like four hours a day. I know. No, yeah. Um, so social media at the conscious co-parent. Um, the link that's in the show notes is to book a consultation with me. And that's for information, more information about one-on-one -on -one coaching and to see if we're the right fit because mm -hmm. I also won't work with everybody right. necessarily yeah. and I you know I'm not going to be the best fit for, 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 you, for everyone yeah. either and that's yeah. okay um, but if there's ever a situation where I feel like maybe I'm not the the right person um, I will always refer out so right yeah Okay. Yeah. And then there's info about our package there as well. If people want to. Yeah. On our website. Yeah. Well, thank you. I love talking about this, obviously. And I'm just really looking forward to us working together more. Yeah. It's, it's going to be great. It's uh, you can tell how passionate you are about it. And I do the same thing when I talk about mediation and you want someone who you do feel that passion from them too. Right. And yeah. I mean, I'm a bit biased here, but we've both been through it are yeah. still going through it, still through it. Yeah. <laughs> and i think that's a big part too it's not to say that if you're working with a coach or a mediator they have to have been through the process themselves but i think that does yeah. help too it's a, yeah you've got the perspective right mm -hmm. like you know you don't want parenting advice from someone who's never had kids yeah. so kids yeah, <laughs> same thing okay well we look forward to talking with all of you about this bye bye